Alright Ian, welcome back guys to episode 5 of On The Hook, my Dead By Daylight podcast. Today we're joined with more content creators discussing their thoughts on the mid-chapter update that's due out this week. Do we hate it? Do we love it? Stay tuned and find out guys. Right, okay, we'll get started then guys. So welcome back to episode 5 of On The Hook. So today we've got Tat. Potato, Captain Salty, Beaten S, and myself. So, how is everyone doing, guys? Doing great. Good, I'm good. doing well. Good. Fantastic. All right. Brilliant. So, just before we start, guys, uh, we were just talking about Potato Legion. He started twitching, so I'll put the link to the description there. How's that going, Potato? absolutely fantastic i am enjoying streaming for everyone and it's so great to interact with all of my subscribers so yeah it's been a real blast streaming finally brilliant brilliant and as i say guys the link will be in the description tap congratulations to you you've recently hit 4k how's that going more subscribers it's it's really good i'm happy things are starting to finally work out thank you Oh, great, great. Okay, so today's episode, guys, is mainly going to be about the hot topic of the week, which is the mid-chapter update. If you haven't seen about this update or you haven't seen the changes coming, there's going to be a video linked above and the patch notes will be in the description below. So we're going to discuss them all today anyway. So, guys, we'll go in an order. I've wrote everything down in the in the right order that was on the... Um, on the release so there won't be any surprise so the first thing clown changes in case you're not aware the clown has now got a separate bottle a uh, yellow and it's called afterpiece antidote yellow uh, gas that gives 10 percent speed boost to whoever walks in it that's either survivor or yourself what do you think about that guys amazing it's an interesting Shall- mechanic mm. I, th- I think it's great. It's just a free addition on Clown, and it's going to make the skill cap on him a lot higher than it currently is, because you can't just throw down that bottle without it punishing yourself, because it affects survivors as well. So you need to use it smartly. So now C- Clown is now going to be quite a high skill cap killer. You're going to have to have really precise throws with your bottles, and he's going to be more fun to play. Yeah, couple that with the reload speed. Uh, adjustments now you reload your bottles in three seconds instead of five yeah it's, it's actually really nice because if you want to just play normal clown and you don't want to use the haste bottles you can you can still do that and it's even better than before yeah and i think we mentioned on one of the podcasts can't remember which one it was where we were talking about the clown and that was something i really wanted to see was the reload time uh, i think at the time i'd said you can just see such a difference when you put an add-on to bring it down so a three second reload time is definitely going to be a welcome addition Beta and Captain Salty, anything from you guys? Uh, to be honest, uh, as an ex-clown main, I was like, what the hell? Like, do they really think that survivors will go to the yellow bottles like moths to the light? Like, how stupid do they think survivors are? Like, it's just so stupid. Like, I, I only think that only low rank survivors might get baited into the yellow clouds. It's just like normal clown with like low less of a reload time which is the only thing that the cloud actually needed to make him better because he doesn't need reload add-ons anymore to actually work now you can go with like the bottle add-ons and make exhaustion or something like that higher but like i don't think that the new mechanics actually does anything for cloud like because even because you can uh, you can just like get rid of the whole effect by crossing the bottles and if a survivor gets hit by the pink bottle and then goes to uh, to the uh, to the uh, yellow bottle the pink bottle is just like not active anymore it's like it's cancelled itself but so even if a survivor manages to go to the yellow thing and you hit the uh, purple thing right after that it doesn't have an effect which is like that's the whole thing i, I don't like it's both it's it's a nice idea but it's not a rework you know, it's like I I I want I wanted to see something more of a map pressure thing on Clown because that's what he needed. His chase is already good. The well, problem is like his bottles doesn't do it much. Yeah. Well, in the first place. When when I did think about it, um, when I first seen it, I was pretty much 
pretty much thinking, right, okay, I, I'm trying to understand the benefit of this. Obviously, straight away, the clown gets 10% boost if you walk through your own. Does that not help with map pressure? So, in my head, I thought, right, I'm in one end of Ormond, for example, or the Red Forest, two of the biggest maps, and I use barbecue and chili, and I can see the generator survivors are on, or thrilling, or whatever, whatever perks I'm using. Can I not just put that bottle in front of me, smash it in front of me, and get my 10% boost? I haven't specified a time, unless I'm wrong, guys. Does anybody know if I've specified a time? It just yeah, says... when it turns yellow. So it's it's uh, it's about two seconds until it turns yellow. So but... the white bottle doesn't do anything. Yeah, but does it does it not does it not specify a time and how long you're under the effect for? Cause I know it just said a short while from last I heard. It should be as long as the bottles, the normal ones, yeah. Right. Right. So eight seconds. So, so yeah, so I hear what you're saying about the map pressure, but that initially came in my mind thinking, right, I agree with uh, Potato and Tap when they said about it being more a strategy now. It's going to be more of a skillful killer to play with. But that was my impression. I was like, okay, I'm on one side of the map. I smash a yellow bottle. There's no survivors around me. However, I know where they are, and I'm going to be going over there 10% quicker is that not going to give him the map pressure he needs maybe um i just i don't think so i think the problem is like every killer that has that conditional mobility um it has a passive recharge rate um killers like spirit hillbilly who generally doesn't reach like you know the heat cooldown often just sprinting across the blight they all have like passive like um regeneration on their conditional mobility Whereas clown, like you still get, I think it's you still get four bottles either one you use, right? Like if you yeah. use one from each, you still lose. Yeah, so you still have to reload to even get the benefit of your movement. So reducing the reload, if you play that like style of play, reducing the reload time to three seconds is literally just the extra two seconds that you would have spent is going to be having to reload twice as often if you're using it for mobility. Yeah. And when they first introduced it, I didn't like what. I forget what his name was, but the way he explained it was just really awful, which I think also made it seem pretty bad, because he was like, if you're at a loop, you can bait a survivor into a dead zone, and it's like, if a clown throws a bottle that's not a pink bottle, I'm staying at the loop. I don't care how fast he gets or how fast I get. There's a delay, and if he's close enough, like, why not just use the purple bottle anyway? I don't... I think the reload thing is just the biggest thing that helps him. That's about it. I'm not a fan. I was hoping they would do bottles that, like, reduce the gin like you might get like one i would have rather had like one bottle that you have to reload every time in addition to his other bottles that doesn't take away from those that if you throw it at a gin it regresses at a certain amount and it has a cooldown like i would have liked to see more in-depth abilities or something done to him all right so, so a bit of a mixed mixed reaction then so i'm certainly looking forward it's I, I believe it's tuesday that the ptb comes out that's last i heard so It'd be interesting to see what he's like, and I will be trying. I'm sure we all will probably be trying them out in the PTB. Um, okay, so the hood. What do you think about that? It does sound like I'm saying the hood is in some yeah. Bronx style, uh, uh, you know, area. But the HUD. What does it's everyone hot. think about that? Yeah, it's I, bullshit. It's I, bullshit. Uh... I'm like salty. I actually really like it. Help. Yeah, I, I'm I like it. Majority of people banished him. It's I'm so boring. I like it too. It's just clean and crisp and looks more professional. And the fact you can scale the icons to, which you can't currently do, it's just a nice addition. And I like to see the survivors' faces by their names because you kind of forget who's who sometimes. Yeah. So it just, it just looks clean and nice. I mean, nothing wrong with it. I'm not against it at all. All right, so Captain Salty, why don't you like it? Oh, it's easy. It's like on the old hut, you had everything on one place. If you needed information, you just watched on, oh, I have five gens left, so I don't have pressure. Now you have to watch on top on your fucking desktop to actually see it. And then it's all, all over the place. Like, it's it's like the only thing you that is missing is like the killer lore in the right right corner, in the top right corner. Then you have everything on the on the uh, on your... Hut is like out of place, and it doesn't make make sense that they split split that they splash all the things that you had in your hut over the over your complete desktop. It's like it doesn't make sense. It's like for killer, it's worse because you have to look in multiple corners of your 
on your on your hut to actually notice where everything is is on. The perks are on the same same thing, and like the, your power is on the same thing. But what what is the matter of not having gens next to the power and survivors under it? You have everything in one side. You don't have to twitch your eyes looking to everything. It's already hard enough for the killer on hard on higher <laughs> difficulties to to play the game. And now. If you don't have the management, the micromanagement skills of actually being able to have everything in, in, in your sight that you have to know, it's even harder. And for people like me, it doesn't matter much, but I prefer the old heart and I hope they give you the opportunity to change it because the more new shit is bullshit. Peter, you mentioned you to banish him. Do you not like it either? Uh, I can't, I don't like it. I think, I agree, it's just too much everywhere. Like, as someone who's, like, really, like, struggles to, like, focus in, like, especially games like this as a killer, I'm constantly moving my, like, eyes left to right, scanning the area, especially with the new maps, because, like, I feel like I miss so much, like, detail on the new maps with, like, where survivors are. And then now I have, like, you know, I'm looking at it right now where it's, like, the Hunter's Hatchets are in the bottom left, so I gotta remember how many I have there, and then top left you have your survivors, and then okay, there's a gen thing, and it, it just feels, and then there's like, it just feels weird, it doesn't, it didn't need to be changed, I don't really like it, I don't feel like there's anything, I don't know why they had to change this, it just, it doesn't feel better to me, like the survivor one's cool, because you at least get to know who's on Deathhook, um, but it, I just don't like it, I, I just, it's, I'm not a fan, it's just too much going on. I don't know. It's, right. uh, it doesn't feel good nice. to me. Well, I mean, from my point of view, I, I like it. I think at the minute it, it seems to be a split three, three against two. Um, but I do like the the features that it's going to bring. I'm not sure whether I like the display. I haven't tried it yet. I'll probably find out on the PTB whether I enjoy it or not. But a couple of things that I can see the rationale behind. The survivor one, I'm forever complaining about solo playing, and I think the survivor one is going to hopefully, fingers crossed, make people more aware of what's going on around them. So when you are playing solo, you've got that, you know, people can see you might be on death hook, they might come and take a hit for you. I don't know, I mean, it might not change everyone's playstyle altogether. The So that really helps. From a killer's point of view, I do, like Potato said, I, I like the fact that you can see the the player character because I, I forget I'm playing the game sometimes if I've got a save the best for last for example and I'm not sure who the obsession is I can obviously see the name but I don't know which character it is until I start chasing that character and it'll obviously the entities little things on the side start moving that's the only way I identify them and then obviously I'll try to remember it after that but I think there's a couple of things that I can see why they've done it so I do actually like it Tad did you have anything yeah, I like it for the exact reason why <laughs> that Salty and Nurse don't like it. Um, with the current HUD, when I look down in the bottom left, I am bombarded with all sorts of irrelevant information that I'm not needing at the moment. Yeah. I don't want to look at the number of gens, I just want to see, okay, who do I have injured? Who just healed? Now I can separate what I want to look at with the new HUD, which is great for me. Yeah, But the thing okay. is, all your argumentation is about uh, you can see uh, the, they, they could easily implement the portraits of the survivors in your old hut. It's not it's not the thing that they have to take the move it to the left corner or on the right right side, on the left side on the in in the corner. There, it's no reason for them to to move that there. It like you could also do it like a bit higher than it was, but not on the exact fucking corner of the left side. It's like you could. I, I would say they could easily implement like hook states in the old hut, just moving the hut a bit upwards, not spreading it all over the place. That's that's my only complaint. Like I, I like the change that you can that, that survivors can see who's on death hook so solo queue is not awful anymore, I hope. But they could also do it on an old hut. And that's not, not the reason for me to defend this new system because they added features that people ask for forever. They could just do it on the old hut, but move the old hut a bit higher, so it's not on the bottom on the screen, but maybe left in the middle of the of the left side on the screen, which is better than like on top on corner and everything is spread around. If they wanted to make this the spacing better, they could just move the hut a bit higher, and not like bend it all over the yeah. place. I mean, 
I've watched quite a few videos since the update came out. Uh, got a lot of different people's opinions, like just off viewing the content creators, really. And I do think maybe a compromise would be. I don't know how easy it would do, but I think I think Captain Salty. I think you mentioned it as maybe give people the option to stay or switch. I, as I say, I'm not a game designer. I'm not sure if that's something that's possible, but that seems to be like something that might be of interest to them so okay then next topic i'm just conscious we've got quite a a question real quick yeah yeah course yeah sorry sorry um are you able to like if i posted like a picture of something in the the question area are you able to like pull that up on the video for the podcast thing yeah yeah i like what pupper did with this um i posted in podcast questions but pupper did a different puppers did a different reiteration of the hud what do y'all think of that if that's possible that's what i'm talking about that's they had no reason to put it upwards they could just i think have the characters on the bottom set but they could just implement the character portraits and so you know who's your obsession and who you're hitting and you should avoid if you play safety best for last but they have no reason to put it all over the place like it doesn't mean it's no reason and all the things that were said here is like just defending the argument of now you are able to see how many hooks uh, survivor is on and you can play solo queue better or you can uh, see the amount the maximum amount of hook that the killer got but that everything could be also done if you look at the picture of puppers it's easy and that's what i talk about it's like the, the changes are fine with that that you can see the hook states but that there's no reason to put it all over the place to spread it out a bit yeah yeah i will yeah, that's I'll, what i talk i will I'll, 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 put, I'll put that picture up as well so i've just been looking at it uh yeah it makes sense it makes sense but i will put that on the podcast as well um okay we'll move on from that and as i say we've pretty much got a split down the middle with that one so matchmaking ratings and rank rewards potato do you want to fire away with this one yeah sure i mean it's always nice to get free uh, blood points for the whole ranking system. I knew they were implementing this a while ago because I think it was mentioned in one of their streams. But um, I guess it gives more people incentive to sort of earn their way up in the ranks um, to get the blood points on the 13th. Nothing wrong with free blood points. I like the system. But as ranks currently stand, they don't really show in terms of skill for survivors. Mm. I mean, so... Other than that, yeah, it's fine. I'm happy that they're giving out free blood points. Why not? It gives people more incentive to want to rank up and try a bit harder, maybe, to earn that rank. Yeah, Tat? Uh, rank rewards are great. Uh, I'm not a fan of MMR, though. I really despise it, and the fact it's coming back in the game is atrocious. It just it doesn't work. And last time it was in the game experienced players were being paired up with people who literally like it was their first yeah. match so it's awful beta or captain salty yeah but now it's it's uh the new mmr system will be even more punishing for people that main killers that are not viable on high ranks you will agree constantly uh, if you play 4k hours on rave and then you get matched against so happy friends to 4k hours average you get destroyed so you lose so many games that you get into a MMR region where you can actually play your favorite killer and then you just crush teams because you are so overpowered because you are a master killer but you just can't play your main killer on that high difficulty. Another thing is uh, that they base the MMR system around experience that you have on a character. So basically if you are like a clown main or wraith main and for 4k hours in the game and then you play spirit because you hate this character and you never played it and now you get matched against rank 20 that never played the game and you still kill them without perks because you know how to play killer which is like it's a good idea but i think it's like it will not work and for me as a wave main i just like now i'm just like why did i wasted like 4k hours into wave now i'm not now it's not unplayable for me so i have to play another character so i can play in an mmr where i actually have a chance and not getting like overly sweaty teams and like i like to chill a bit if i play killer and uh, sometimes sweating is okay, but always sweating is not okay. And that's will, uh, that will be the case with the new MMR system. Higher ranks, sweaty as fuck, 
you have no fun anymore. It's just like try harding to have like a have like a chance of actually getting somewhere, and like constantly doing that. I can't believe it's like that's what they want. Hmm. Interesting. Beta. Um, as far as rank awards, um, I agree. You know, it's nice to have rank awards and stuff. I would have rather see them accumulate because we're getting reset to 20 every season, which is like a month. And the idea of getting to rank one on both sides in a month is a little far-fetched. And personally, I would have rather gone with like Scott Jun's idea of like, if you're at red ranks, I like, I like incentive to continue playing as opposed to end goal. So, like, I would have rather seen, like, double blood points if you're playing in red rank, 75% bonus blood points if you're in purple. As far as MMR, I think it's probably going to be bad. I don't really like being this negative, but I think it's going to be pretty bad. But I will say they did say it was going to be performance-based, not just hours-based, but they didn't specify. So they haven't really explained how they plan on making it work different or what a win is considered or what a performance is, like whether it's going to be off of emblems or kills. So I, I think there's just not enough information to where I think it's just going to be another catastrophe. Yeah, I mean, you brought up a um, really interesting one there because I think, again, we discussed this on one of the episodes is what do we class as a win? Um, now, it's quite obvious, you know, the developers have said for them, killers should be, what, two kills to escape? That's a balance of the game. But... It's going to be interesting how this MMR works. I like the rank rewards. So, from my my point of view, the rank rewards, like Potato said, you know how you can't turn your nose up with three blood points. So that's that's quite good. I'm not too sure about the resetting to rank twenty because I know you've just touched upon it there, Joshua. But I don't think I play the game enough enough hours in a month to go from rank twenty to rank one. Um, that might might be different. I might be proved wrong when it actually comes in. But my own experiences, I'm like, oh, I remember when I went to rank one, and obviously that goes with my own um, previous experiences. But obviously I was playing new in the game and trying to get better at it. So maybe now that I'm at a certain level, maybe I'll get up there quicker. But I can't see myself, especially for the two, for Survivor and for Killer, reaching red ranks. Um, and the MMR really really unsure about it in theory and we spoke about this the other day didn't we Captain Salty in theory it should work and it is a good way of doing it based on performance because like I was saying to you guys just before we, we came on I've spent today trying to get good with the nurse and I've been playing all the survivor friends all the red drank players and I haven't really had that opportunity of learning in a chilled environment so i found myself going straight off the nurse and going right you know what teabag me will you and i've gone straight onto freddy pressed ready straight away hoping i get the same team again and it just hasn't happened obviously which i think they should put a rematch option on but that's a different topic altogether um so yeah so i'm not sure how it's going to work i'm skeptical with this I, I i am I, I think it'll be one of those where they bring it in and it might have to be deactivated again that's my own opinions on there. So, I, I mean, just out of curiosity, guys, I know I'm probably putting you on the spot here. Who who actually thinks it's going to work? <laughs> no. Not at all. I think nope. the problem is, is there's no baseline. So they're resetting everyone from zero. And bear in mind, there's over 20 killers in the game. And as uh, I think Solly touched up on it, like, I might be the world's best Wraith. But then when I move over to Spirit, a kid I don't play, I've still got the basic fundamental understanding yeah. of how a red rank killer plays. So the poor sods that have played this game for the first time ever, have just unboxed it and downloaded it, are going against me, a man with 2,000 hours. It's going to put them off the game yeah. massively. Because they're going to be like, what the hell's the point of playing Survivor if every killer is just destroying me? It's just pointless. So exactly. we have a rank system in place. And yes, it's bugged and broken, but... I'm still paired up with people around my skill level currently. So they should use that as a, a starting point. And it shouldn't be zero for every killer. It should be a base starting point for all of your killers. So let's say you do play clown all the time and your MMR is up really, really high. Every other killer should have sort of a lower percentage of that. So it's not starting from zero again. I think that could work. But if they 
do this whole thing where every killer starts from zero and you've got to work your MMR up, then it's just going to be flawed and a real punishment for new players. My problem with that uh, thing is, uh, like I said before, it's like, I think it's just like uh, a measurement for to uh, maybe push down Freddy's win rate a bit. Because if, uh, like, let's say you are a Freddy main and you play this game for 4K hours and, like, you have, like, 4Ks uh, in, in general, like, every game you 4K because the game is too easy for you, you get, you get put against players that are like breaking your neck because you're perfectly playing to my friends teams and now you will struggle because you don't get 4k's anymore because it's out of balance and it's just like it just hurts every our killer <laughs> just because freddy overperforms and will not overperform with that new system because freddy nurse and spirit might be the only killer that are actually viable in those high ranks in those high mmr ratings the rest you can just put in the trash you know like you are not able to play as a Wraith main on this high MMR anymore because you are forced upon really good teams on that thing and against for killers that are actually like slaughtering like solo queue survivors casual teams that have no clue what they're doing it's something to punish those players and give them like more challenging but for all people that play after other killers as, as main that are not viable on high ranks they will just suffer from the system and uh, same with the new players when I mentioned like you're playing Spirit the first time and you still have the Red Red, Red Rain killer knowledge. You just bully new survivors and then no one wants to play anymore because why should you play if you have no chance of winning anything? Or like getting a chance to learn something if the killer just outplays you the whole time. Uh, it's just like a poorly uh, idea. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's something that, again, like I said, uh, Captain Slot, we spoke about this the other day, didn't we? For me personally, when I moved from console to PC, I had to start over because we've got no cross-progression. So I had to start over again. And it was uh, boring, to be on perfectly honest. I, I was letting two survivors leave in some games because it was just like, actually, like you said there, Captain Salt, it is, uh, and I think Potato mentioned it, it is about the hours that you've already put in. You know, So it doesn't matter which killer you are. You have to get used to that mechanic. And I've said for quite a while now what I'd really like to see, because this is the only reason I'm looking for M Marty coming in, is because I do want to practice as a killer. But I just wish you would put a practice mode in. Four bots, one kill. You know, you can pick any killer you want. I know people are going to be probably shouting at the screen saying, well, that's what uh, kill your friends is for. But sometimes you just, you know, you might not have people available to play. So I'd just like the practice mode so I can just go in with a new killer. Like we mentioned, Nurse, Orny, killers that are going to need some skill and different mechanics than what you're used to. And just playing the practice game until you feel you're ready to play in on the live servers. That's something I wish they would bring in. But, yeah, you can't take away that killer knowledge that, you know, you know how to moonwalk, you know how to run that loop which a rank 20 wouldn't know how to do more than likely or not you know not be aware of that because they're still learning the game so it's going to be interesting it'll be interesting again I'm, I, my understanding is i'm thinking if it's going to be on the ptb this are, are they going to put the match making right ratings on i don't know but i'm imagining it'll be february when this comes into play so we'll all be reset to rank 20 all starting afresh and probably most of us getting 4Ks left, right and centre, I should imagine. <laughs> Now's the time to put all your best meme builds on, guys. Right. Okay. Next thing then. The Wraith. We've mentioned the Wraith about three or four times there. True invisibility. What do you think, guys? I am disappointed in the whole true invisibility thing. I was hoping that it wouldn't be a distance thing i was hoping he would actually just be straight up invisible invisible for like four or five meters away and then jump scare you like i know so i believe it's kind of like how freddy works so from a distance you can't see him anymore which is it's better than what he currently is because you can see which direction he's coming from and he loses that stealth factor but when it's said a true invisibility i was hoping that it wouldn't be any shimmer because he just needs that help because his flat line without add-ons he's still very weak he's still very slow so I was hoping a bit more stealth with him. So I'm a bit disappointed, yeah. if I'm being on it. Yeah. Tat? Uh, it's a start, but it doesn't fix the problem with Wraith. He's very add-on dependent, and he 
pretty much needs windstorm or one of the bell add-ons to be at least good so yeah it's yeah. not particularly great okay uh, uh we'll come to you last captain salt it's a beta um yeah i think it does much of anything i'm not really looking for rate i'm not really looking for wraith at 24 meters anyway so i think it's kind of lame but at least they tried Mm. Right, Captain Salt, you have come to your last because obviously you're the Wraith man out of us all. Yeah. Oh, so the problem with Wraith is like before they make this sound, like he was silent. And old Wraith has no sound. He was like not snarling, not something. The only thing that was uh, that you could uh, make uh, Wraith, like you could see him, is like the shimmer in the in the far away. Now it's like you can. You cannot see him far away, so you, you need to be closer to him to see him. But that's still not the thing that makes Wraith like so bad because it's still you can hear him snarl. Even if he see, stay, sits next to you, you can hear him snarling. Like it's it, that thing is that just it, it, it destroyed Wraith when they added that. When they added like noises to all the killers, which make no sense. Uh, and then the second thing is the problem with Wraith is that. He needs add-ons, like Tatoro Tat uh, already said. It's like uh, he's really, uh, really add-on dependent, uh, and it doesn't fix anything. And true invisibility for me is you don't get uh, seen by spine shell anymore, and something like that. And that's like they don't do it. And I thought it was more like a more jump scary thing that they want to make Rafe a bit more of a stealth killer. But right now Rafe is still a sit and run killer and. It doesn't matter because as an experienced Wraith player, you will just uncloak behind the wall and then they will they don't see you because they can't see your shimmer, you know? On open maps it's bad, but it's better on open maps now, but it's still not what Wraith needs and it's it's a complete uh, wrong att attempt to actually uh, buff Wraith because make his Rimstorm base kit, give him more movement speed and cloak, something like that. That's that's what Wave needs to be on par with other killers because without add-ons, he's like the weakest killer in the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to agree with what everyone said there. I mean, for me personally, uh, I do feel a bit let down because true invisibility, I was hoping it'd be everywhere. So, like uh, Potato Tap mentioned, there was just... Um, you know the jump scare element he can come right up to you and you not even know he's there before he uncloaks so he's still got the the time to uncloak so you can you know it's a bit like ghost face myers people like that coming up here so that's what i expected so pretty disappointed and yeah like the clown like i've been saying about the clown for a while without the add-on for the bottle i struggled with him and it's the same with the with the race i've I think i've probably played about three or four games without a windstorm and he's very very average you need the windstorm on him to make him better right so the next uh update was for the trapper then so i mean this was only an update in regards to the look element of his traps i know when they mentioned it on the developer update they gave you all the figures um what do you guys think about that i'll start off with potato i know you you play a trapper quite often yeah i mean i'm happy about the change um they say that it's going to be a reduced chance of you escaping so i believe it's um was it between one and six yeah i think it is um yeah. whereas before it was a 25 percent chance and just my luck whenever i play trapper someone jumps in a trap and they're off immediately so that definitely needed a change the only downside to that is six is sort of the max so that you struggle six times and you're off guaranteed because it's one out of six yeah um whereas before it could go on and on and on but that was very very unlikely so i'm not too fussed about that i don't know if that's still gonna fix trapper i still feel like he needs base kit and an extra trap in hand yeah um but other than that yeah i'm not sad about the update i think it's fine i mean increased chance of you not escaping is always a good thing right so yeah, I'm happy they've introduced that, and I honestly didn't expect it, so I'm happy. All right, Tat, any thoughts on the Trapper? Uh, so I've been playing a lot of Survivor recently, so uh, versing Trapper, it's going to be a lot more consistent and feel better, but that's 
really all I have to say because I very rarely play Trapper, but you know, yeah, I <laughs> from a survivor perspective, it's it's nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Beta, uh, I'll ask you the question, but I know you mentioned you don't like playing Trapper. <laughs> Any effect? Any thoughts on that? Or I tell you about Trapper. Um, not. Um, I don't really care for it. I would have liked to see him get a buff. Um, I think in one of their in one of their dev updates when they were talking about stats, they were like said that like eighty plus percent of players use at least one bag add on, and then they said he's not add on reliant because of that. It just happens to be how many use it, and I just feel like they're never gonna actually give him. Like, if, like, I would just like him to start with one or two extra traps and then just get rid of some of his bag add-ons so he can't have, like, eight traps. But, I mean, this is nice for uh, anything that gets rid of RNG, like, like true RNG that's, like, super inconsistent, I'm kind of okay with. So I think it's a good change. All right. And Captain Salty? I mean, we're talking about Almo or Ethan here, that guy that was in stream and failed Almo, skill yeah. checks and then left uh, Huntress Lullaby because... He failed skill checks on his madness, which is like, just because you are fucking stupid in the game, stop nerfing a perk that no one uses. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> and yeah, it's like, the thing with, with the with the RNG, less dependent on RNG is always good. They should like cater, they should like attack at, uh, that thing. Like RNG in this game is so bad, and sometimes you can break your back, and sometimes it, it just wins you the game. Like undying, but we will talk about that later. And uh, yeah, they, that they can't escape in the first attempt anymore. It's okay, but it's still not enough to make trappers traps actually scary. Like they should need, they should uh, invest like skill checks, something, and it should affect uh, affect by time to phobia and stuff like that. Uh, make it far harder for survivors to get out of traps because the trapper has nothing else but his traps, and if he, and if survivors disable his traps before they actually. Step into it, he has no ability. <laughs> like, make the traps as, as, as scary as possible and stop caring about if survivors have fun in playing against Trapper because he is the weakest killer in the game. So, stop caring about survivors having fun and buff the shit out of Trapper. <laughs> you know? Now, you've mentioned two killers now that you said are the weakest killer in the game. So, I, one week I need to see a, a killer tier list from you. To see, yeah, uh... the, the one is add-on <laughs> dependent and the other one is luck dependent. So, right. like, I would say Pick is still one of his weakest killer because Pick can have like a head pop because they get unlucky and can, can't find the key, or they get the trap out like in the first attempt. Which, like, if that happens, Pick is garbage. If if Pick gets four uh, free head pops because they can't find the key, it's really fucking brilliant. <laughs> but that's like why I say it. They are all like on the same level with garbage. Like uh, add-on dependent Rave. And RNG dependent trapper and like skill level dependent on the survivors and like pick is just yeah RNG. <laughs> I think I mean I think the trapper is again like the wraith add on dependent. Uh, you mentioned there a bit about the eighty percent of people. I'm definitely one of them eighty percent. I never play a trapper without taking a bag in. I just don't think one trap is enough for me, especially the fact that you haven't to go around the map and get your traps now. The way I play Trapper is, I tr I, first thing I do, I load up and I look at the area that I'm going to basically shut down. Um, now, it's happened before, again, probably RNG, but it's happened where I've had one or two traps in that area and then I'm having to go to the other side of the map to get more traps and try to push the survivors back in the area. So it might have worked in my favour, but yeah, very RNG dependent and for me personally, I think you need that extra bag. Right, so the next thing then is about perks. So let's, I'm going to group the perks together. You'll be probably not surprised to hear. We'll talk about, oh, sorry, actually, we've got the deep wound adjustment for you, Legion mains. The deep wound adjustments. What do you think about that? It's good, but I'm worried about Stab Wound Study and Frank's Mixtape because those add ons have been god awful for a year and a half and pretty much everyone's asked the developers to please change them because they're just so terrible. And I'm really worried that when they say, uh, like, adjust it accordingly, that they're just going to nerf the add-ons, which is just not what you're supposed to do in that situation. Like, if you're changing Deep Wound and you're changing the add-ons, you may as well make them good. 
Yeah. And they have said that about the add-ons. It says Legion's add-ons are going to be adjusted. Uh, Deep Boomed obviously doesn't just affect the Legion. It's just in general. Uh, um, that's the same as Deathslinger when he, when he misses. Is that right? And also when you have borrowed time. Am I right in thinking that? You get a Deep Boomed status if you get hit. Yeah, that's yep. right. I yep. think I thought they said that they were leaving room to change the borrowed time thing because they mentioned Doctor's Madness in borrowed time, and they said they wanted to change Deep Wound but leave room to work with the Doctor Madness thing. So I'm not sure because I think borrowed time. I don't know. I could be wrong, but mm. uh, they said something. They mentioned it in the thing about the Doctor. So I don't know. Right. It's because um, if you're in Tier Three Madness, you can't mend. So if it's 20 seconds, you'll just go down instantly <laughs> so i think they're going to change it so that um you can mend before you snap out of badness right because yeah that's a thing it's kind of annoying i don't think it's fair that survivor has nothing to do but to go back on the floor because they were saved by someone who had bt and the doctor happened to hit you again so yeah i think that's what they meant in terms of change but overall in terms of deep woo timer i mean i'm not too bothered i agree with tat about being worried about the add-ons but if you know if a survivor's gonna if survivor's free to mend they're gonna mend if they're in chase then the timer doesn't go down anyway so yeah reducing it from thirty to twenty doesn't make a difference um, they're gonna mend regardless so the second you as legion hit someone with feral run off the first thing any survivor does is start mending so it doesn't really matter in my opinion the yeah. one niche situation where it actually will be helpful uh, is in endgame collapse or with the exit gates. Because it takes 20 seconds to open the exit gate, and both Legion and Deathslinger are now going to apply a 20 second timer. So it's literally impossible for them to open the gate without dying. So that's at least a little oh, that's bit of gonna something. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. And think, think about that, actually. Yeah, that's going to be interesting for the end game collapse there. All right. So I'm just conscious of time, guys. So we'll move on. So, as I was saying about the perks, let's put them all together diversion, fixated. Iron Maiden, Second Wind. Anything in there that you're happy or not happy about, guys? Iron Maiden? It's good now? Maybe? Iron Maiden. In combination with barbecue and chili? It's 15 seconds extra, isn't it? Which is Thank better you. because yeah. someone jumps out of a locker at 15 seconds isn't normally enough time to go punish them, especially if you tie it in with barbecue and chili. So... I'm all for increasing durations and the other perks like fixated when you are injured, say hello to fixated and sprint burst users everywhere you go. Cause that is now going to be a thing because yeah, why not? Fixated is a great perk. You're walking a lot faster and now you don't have to use sprint burst cause you can just walk to gens. So I assume everyone's going to be running those two perks together from now on. I forgot to mention. I also see, most people uh, running open-handed. I was just about no. to bring that up now. Open-handed, that's another one that had a change to it. Any thoughts on that, guys? Yeah, Kindred and open-handed. Yeah, I was going to say, it makes solo queue a lot better. Like, that and I think even, like, I've been running Windows of Opportunity a lot lately, which has been absolutely insane for just maximizing distance and knowing where yeah. to go. That additional 16 meters on top of that 20 meters, just knowing like where the exact next area, like entire like 36 meters away or whatever, is really nice. I'm looking forward to that change. All right. Uh, so that was, uh, you'll be not surprised to hear, we've left one main one out there. So Hex Undying. Let me give you my opinion on Hex Undying first. I mentioned it on a video the other day, but. I, I'm not a fan of Hex Undying Ruin Combo. Um, we've brought it up before, and I don't I, I don't like relying, and we've mentioned it on the RNG. I, when I'm playing a game, I like to be a bit in control of what's happening, and I find when the totem's on, it gives me another objective because I'm constantly looking, going, right, my totem, my totem. But I think this change that they've done, and I actually like this change because they've more or less said... The first totem that's going to get cleansed isn't going to be un uh, isn't going to be your other hex totem. It'll always be undying, so it gives you that little bit more time on that. So it, the change I've done, I'd actually consider now trying that out, especially with the tokens transferring. 
because now I'm thinking that we might start seeing a lot of Devour Hope and Hex Undying combo maybe. But what do you guys think about Hex Undying? It's now more consistent and you don't need to spend the whole game hunting totems and it now works with Huntress Lullaby and Devour Hope and Third Seal, so that's great. Less frustrating for solo queue as well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like every game you play a survivor, the first thing you do is check ruin and then you gotta spend the next five years trying to find five totems because every killer has the best luck in the world when I'm playing Survivor. They get the maximum five cleanses, whereas when it's me, it's instantly gone. So I like the fact that it's consistent and I also think it was a bit too strong. It took away another perk's value, which is full of the hunt. Now that you can't see auras on hexes is a good thing. I mean, it shouldn't be defending your hexes as well as the whole sacrificing aspect as well. It was yeah. just too powerful. And as you said, it's going to encourage more Devour Hope users, more Lullaby, all that good stuff with tokens. So I think it's great. And we're going to see some different killer styles. I might even try on Dying and Devour Hope because I've got two chances now of protecting it and getting free stacks yeah. and then once you've got free stacks to devour you're normally going to end up winning the game so I like the change overall it's pretty good Captain Salty or Joshua? Uh, um, either or it doesn't matter you can go if you want Captain no you go Alright, um, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I've always thought that it was an insanely just busted perk or reading the RNG on it. Um, would have rather it been token-based where it's like it at least replaces your totem twice. Because like right now, when you break it, um, your hex goes to the undying totem. So you still only have to break two totems, but it's more consistent. I'm a pretty big fan of it. I haven't really been running Undying in forever, and when I do run it, I just feel kind of scummy running it with Ruin. But yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with that change. I think it's a really good change, especially for solo queue as well. All right, and Captain Salty. Okay, the thing with that is the history of killer players in the Daylight. It's like back then when you when Ruin was actually like uh, affecting skill checks people could not stack on gens. So, it was basically, people could either hit the skill checks or they go for the totem. So they had to run for the totem, which was buying time for the killer to do stuff. That was the whole idea of text totems. If they would stay, great. If not, they, if they wasted time to find the totem, which was the exact way why text totems were played. Then, they were like, okay, let's protect that with Hexful of the Hunt. Then people run for Hexful of the Hunt just to protect Ruin. So now so I have to cancel two totems, or bit lucky in one totem. RNG was always an aspect of, of the totem mechanic. And I don't like that they nerf Hex perks, even though you can get rid of it. Uh, the thing is, with that, it's like, killers are willingly accepting that they have perks that the survivors can get rid of, and still those perks get nerfed. Like... Uh, Haunted Grounds, when it released, had 30 seconds of expose. Then they nerfed it to 80 seconds. 18. Which is like, why? Like, like why even bringing the perks into the game if you nerfed them already? And the thing with that is, it, it's a good change to Undying. But I want to see major changes to Survivor perks. Because every fucking mid-chapter patch, every fucking new PTB, we have another killer perk nerfed. And, and uh, even though you can get rid of hexes, it, it's still not, they still haven't find the issue that killers are desperate, that they want people, the soldiers to do something else than gents. And I saw forums, someone that said buff sabotaging hooks because they don't sit on gents if they sabotage your hooks. Like people run hex perks that are powerful, so survivors have to go off the gen and search for the totems. That's the only purpose why people run hex perks. If it stays and survivor ignores it, and the killer is punishing them by applying much pressure, that's on the survivors. The problem with, with Undying was, uh, the, the totem mechanic was so bad, and they refused to fix it, and instead just add, added new band-aid fixes. Like, Haunted Grounds was then used to make three totems on the map, so one of them is ruined, two of them are trapped totems that exposes your whole team, which was far too powerful, but still people used it, and they were like, okay, 
they can cleanse it. So it's it's a counter. It's a big, really big, uh, strong combination, but it still has a counter. And this gambling aspect of survivors, if they are not able to handle the perks, they can get rid of it. And that's like the ultimate payoff why hex perks are balanced and why they should not get nerfed. It's like, if you nerf hex perks, fix the hex mechanic first. And that's, that's what I don't like. It's, it's, did you it's not, okay. Did you not think it was too powerful it was, and dying? It was, over, it was overpowered for solo queue, yeah. Mm. But then, then say the issue with undying is that, that generators are too fucking fast in survival friends groups. Like, it, the issue of undying is if they would have just fixed the game, undying would not be necessary. Like, people ran Thrill of the Hunt and Old Ruin, and it was fine. It was still cleansed far too often because it's still a 50-50 gamble if they cleanse the right totem or not. But at least they had a chance to, to actually protect the totem if they, had, if they were close to it and they were not in a chase. With undying, it's like you basically just completely give up on checking on your totems and relying on they destroying ruin first, so it respawns. Which is like basically killers are tired of survivor clearing their totems. And still, you had the, you had the chance of 50-50 to cleanse undying first and then find ruin afterwards and then get rid of two perks. But still, most of the killers were actually playing on a, in, the, in the game with two perks. That were not that, that the survivors could not do anything about. But the the thing that you can get rid of two perk slots if the survivors are actually lucky is the reason for me that you should not nerf text perks. Because if they want to get rid of it, they wasted time finding the totems and not sitting on a gen, which is the whole point of playing hex perks. Which is the whole point of playing sloppy butcher is that if your survivor is not confident enough to work on a gen while he's injured. He's going and heal, and if he wants to heal, he gets punished for that. Which is why I don't understand the changes of Tenetophobia, because that was the whole reason. Like, they wanted, if the survivors wanted to sit on a gen, they had to, like, go go to the negative things of Tenetophobia that they have to do it longer. And if they wanted to uh, get rid of it, they just had to heal. But because of Tenetophobia, healing took more time. So. It's all all killers do with those hex perks with floppy butcher. It's just so they back on people not doing gens. It's it's just a cry for help in some situations. So if your friends do gens extremely fast, you good solo queue teams which you never find. But if you find them, you will notice if they just sit on gens, you will lose to them. Even if you are like a good killer, because it's just a problem that survivors have nothing else to do, which was. The reason why Undying was played by killers. To give survivors something else to do so, and the killers' chances to play the game. I was gonna say, I feel like the a trap argument is the whole like counterplay. Um, I think there's healthy and then unhealthy counterplay because realistically everything can have a counter. For example, like Spirit has counterplay to an extent, but it's unhealthy, and I think that's what undying kind of was for the game and i think the big thing that made undying over the top was honestly tinkerers i've said it before on one of the podcasts where tinker just lets any killer that doesn't have mobility know exactly where to go so while you have survivors trying to cleanse totems the killer also gets free information and also gets information from the undying aura reading and the counterplay of just cleansing totems is kind of nullified when no other hex perk does what that perk does and undying does it so much better than other perks that Literally, you can't. You're not running right now, undying with lullaby and with devour hope. Like it, pretty much the best combination was just one perk, and it was just so narrow that I just don't think it's enough to justify keeping the hex perk. I agree, the mechanics for hex totems are bad and stuff, and the spawns and whatnot. I wish you could choose your spawns, but I do agree that undying was absolutely just insanely overpowered. It was overpowered. It's not my problem. The problem is like. They haven't addressed the problem yet. It's just like it's unfun to play against it. But why do people run it? Because gents are too fast. And the problem with that is like if you have an unconfident survivor that is not able to sit on the gen and is comfortable enough to, to just work on the gen and notice the killer coming. Like people that lack the awareness of where the killer is coming from. For those people, they nerf the perks. 
for those people, that people that don't know how to fucking play the game, they nerf the things. They balance for those people that are not confident enough to work on the gen, so they have to fight all the totems. Because there are also people that are confident enough to work on, on a gen that just hammer through the, through the gens without bothering about cleansing the totems. Those are the two things, and that's what they don't understand. It's like, there are teams, and there are also like a lot of games where survival just play efficient enough and just sit on a gen. And if they notice you have ruin and the killers are playing a pressure, they can't finish a gen without getting rid of the totem, which is buying time for the killer. That's the whole point of it. And and uh, it's just because of like survivors have to make the decision of if I'm I'm comfortable enough to sit on a gen and be aware of when the killer's coming so I can get away from the gen far enough so he can't catch me. But if people sit on, can sit on the gen because they are like I'm I'm I can hit great skill checks and the gen is done in like 60 seconds because I'm just so good in, in doing gens. And then you just power through ruin and dying. You just ignore the combo. And if you don't rock in front of the totem, the killer doesn't know where you are. But yeah, I agree. The aura reading is bad. It was, was pretty much powerful and was just like eclipsing full of the hunt. But the idea of Hexbox is just like the, the child has to make a choice. Are you willing? Are you able to play? against the hex perk or do you have to go and cleanse the perk which is why i think they should buff hex perks undying was bad just because the design of the game is still not fixed that like generators doing just generators is the most efficient way of survivors doing something and it just hurts killers that have no time to do anything they did um i remember one of the devs live streams that they're doing they did mention uh, didn't put any time scale about giving the survivors other objectives. Maybe that's something that'll help. But I think what you mentioned there, Captain Salty, I think, and I, I know I keep repeating myself about this, I think the problem with Dead by Daylight is they are catering for a wide range of ranks, skills, uh, killers, different survivors. And I think it's interesting because I watch True Talent, for example. I don't know if any of you guys watch any of his videos, but unless he has um, clearly been asked to play a killer in certain perks, he's always got ruining and dying on. Every killer I've noticed he has ruining and dying on. Now, he will say, when you listen to his conversation, you know, his talk chat on the videos, that he plays a high number of top survivors. In some of his videos, he puts it, you know, top 0.5% or top 1% you know, playing against this Swift team. Now, if it is only 1% that we're complaining about, are we being a bit short-sighted and going, because it affects us, yes, we're concentrating on the top Swifts and the top survivors, who, in my opinion, you're going to get all the time. You're going to come against games that you just aren't meant to win because there's too many variables. So you might get one or two kills, Two kills, like the devs will say, that's the balance in the game. Two kills, two escapes. But some people look at that as a defeat. When I play the top teams, I don't know about you guys, but when I play an obvious Survivor Friends team and they're good, then if I get Brutal Killer, I'm happy with that. I haven't de-pipped. I've managed to hold my own. I might not have killed everybody, but on the ranking system, I've basically drew with them. I've managed to sit, you know, not de-rank and hold my own. What do you guys think about that? It's okay. Like, if you are fine with that, and I'm like, if I did really fucking good and I did a lot of hooks, I'm okay with that. If I if I did not completely got crushed and I could, like, actually uh, fight back, but in the end it didn't, it wasn't enough, it's like, okay, I sweated for nothing, but it's the game, you know? It's like, the game is not supposed to give you free, free wins as a killer. But the amount of, like, the objective of a killer is far harder than a survivor, and he plays against four people. Like, alone this thing should be rewarded with far more things. And the problem with, with uh, that uh, multiple, vari uh, the high variety of survivor players is like, you should give your players a reason to get better at the game. Which is why that what they don't do. They nerfed out green because some people were, like, not able to hit the skate sacks. But it which was basically your check to be able to play in red ranks which was like basically a requirement 
like because if you kill a red ranks run ruin if you can't play ruin you don't belong into red ranks and that's what the people what they get rid of it's like you should always motivate your players to get better in your game and don't just sell skins and sell like winter events and make people just lock on and then lock off again you just should make people motivated to get better in your game and if they get better in the game they notice that a lot of things they complain about it's not even worth it complaining about but would would so i've bought i've just bought the game i'm playing against i'm something theoretically speaking here i'm playing against a killer hopefully it doesn't happen with this mmr but i might be playing against a high rank killer because matchmaking does that sometimes uh, so i'm playing against someone a little bit experienced and they have ruin undying i'm probably not even sure about what i'm actually doing when i first played the game uh my first game was a killer as wraith I, I went around the map cloaked wondering why i couldn't hit anybody <laughs> you know that, that was pretty much my first game on dead by daylight thinking what on earth am i meant to do with this game you know, I'm stood next to a survivor and I can't do anything. And it turned out I just had to run clock. I'm making myself sound like a ripe potato here. But what, what, I'm <laughs> say, what I'm saying is that people, they have to entice people into the game. And I, I, I brought it up on a video before. And again, I'm really conscious of time, guys. So it'll probably be about another minute or so. Um, I brought up in one of the videos about how to improve Dead by Daylight. And I was like, is it possible to, if the rankings were going to stay the same, in the MMR system to only give certain perks out to certain ranks. That is your reward for reaching that rank. You can now use this this perk, ruin undying and ruin or yeah, sorry, ruin and undying or no head or what whatever, you know, but is that something that could possibly be incorporated in? Would that work? I don't know, not sure. I think the main problem, I think that could work. The main problem with that is like, there's a lot of people in this community that have grinded this game for hours on end, and it's not exactly easy to get every perk teachable in the game. Yeah. So those people would be punished and lose certain perks because of their rank, and I think it'd be unfair for them. Like They have to consider the fact that people have grinded for these perks, yeah. so they have to be usable. You can't just take that away. I get it. It would be a good idea, potentially, to prevent, you know, the skill difficulty in certain games. But, yeah, there's something you definitely can't take away from those people that have grinded hours and hours into the game. Um, the thing with Dead by Daylight is it's one of those games where, no matter what, it's not perfect. And you're never, ever going to win every single game. Doesn't matter how good you are, RNG and just the teams and luck will always screw you over. You could be the best nurse in the world, but you could get the corn map and corn blindness could just kill you. So, you know, it it is what it is. And it, I mean, in terms of this overall update, I think they've made some decent changes. So, yeah, I think... I, I don't even know what's going to happen in the future. If MMR works, then it's a step in the right direction, but we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. And it, it's interesting you should say that because I'm going to post a video up at some point this week and it was a survivor player. I was playing against a nurse and it really hit home because this was a rank one nurse and at one point this nurse was one hit away from four slugs and she made one mistake and I also had um, Unbreakable. So one mistake where she went on the chase a bit long and one perk cost her and actually three people ended in escaping and i sat there and i thought you know what it's never going to change as survivors you you're always going to have them second chances but as killer their mistakes can be very costly on that note guys anything else to say about hex undying before we wrap up well, like I, I said it's it's it was a part of strong plug i agree that they did so much things but it doesn't fix the issue with the game. It's like that hex perks are used to make survivors do something else. And until yeah. they do something, uh, so survivor like have to find parts to repair generators or don't just hit on gens, it entice them to just go for the for the uh, for chases more often or just go for hooks more often because they make they reduce the hook timer, for example. Maybe they don't have that much time to just sit on gents and then go to the hook so they have to make a decision if i stay on the hook or let my die guy die on hook you know it's like uh 
survivors have far too much time to do whatever they want and killers don't and that's like the the unfair things like you are 4v1 and you, you are already a disadvantage and the game puts you move more on a disadvantage because the survival objective in comparison to the killer objectives is far too easy you know and well, uh i think if you run hex perks just so they might and just might it's not like clear that they do it might go for totems which is what you want as a killer and then you are like okay I sacrificed one or two perk slots if they cleanse the totems, but at least I had more time to just go for chases and apply pressure on the map because they're not doing gens, which gives me the time to play the game and don't have to sweat all the time, you know? I, th I think just to close off, uh, for me personally, I think sometimes we overestimate survivors, and this is coming from me the last couple of months playing more survivors. The amount of times where I'm on hook and I can see someone just sat in the corner or urban evasion somewhere or self-caring, it's, I, and I said it on another video, it might have actually been a podcast, I can probably count on one hand the amount of times where I've played and I've thought, wow, I've had a really strong team there. This is solo, I understand the issues with survival friends, that's completely different, but I think sometimes we overestimate the survivors on there, um, but we will bring that up another week so i know potato you've probably got uh twitch to go back to tat you as well possibly so i will leave it at that guys so again really thank you for coming on happy new year again and hopefully we'll catch up again next week and i will captain salty i think i'll put that on the agenda for next week we'll talk about survivor friends and solo queues all right yeah, thanks for having me again, mate. Appreciate it. No problem. Uh, All right, so as always, thank you to Tat, Potato, Captain Salty and Betanaise for joining me on this podcast. Hope you enjoyed it, guys. If you did, please consider giving it a quick like, share the video, let us know what you think about it in the comments below, join my Discord server, let's have a discussion about it. And if you do enjoy my content, guys, don't forget, please press that subscribe button. It's completely free. Click the notification bell and that'll update you when I next release a video. All right, thanks guys.